This episode of Marital Talk Monday is brought to you by the Iowa Civil Rights History Podcast. And uh, Google Jigglypuff. <laughs> That's my favorite Pokemon. Did you completely miss the wave of Pokemon mm-hmm. when you are in high school? Mm-hmm. That's Kirby. I understand. I just wanted you to see Jigglypuff. You want to know what his power was? Kiss it. Candy. No. Sweet on you. No. Hugs. No. Jiggle in his butt. <laughs> no. Jiggle in his puff. <laughs> I don't know what. He would sing to you and you'd fall asleep. <laughs> it's genius. <laughs> no, I never got into Pokemon. <laughs> He's the Bill Cosby of, okay. of Pokemon. <laughs> Ladies, you've probably heard me share about her bra replacements that fit basically any cup you can think of. Did you know that she also has a podcast called Soul Purpose with Shamama? This woman loves to support your back, your front, and your mind. To connect with her to ditch your underwear bra or feed your soul, visit www.myshamama.com and tell her Day sent you. Hey, uh, welcome back to another episode of Marital Talk Monday with Day Peace. Monica, peace. <laughs> we, uh, we, we thought it'd be really cool to share our experience when we went to therapy in our second year of marriage. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought we were talking about something else. Uh-huh. We literally had a, a, a complete staff <laughs> meeting of what we were going to talk about on the pod. And you said, let's do this. One. I know, but remember my question I brought up? That's your question of the day. Okay. I thought you were going to switch the topic to that. For the whole episode, you want to talk about Santa Claus? No. Continue on to therapy. Do, do, do. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's go back to what uh, what was the driving force to us going make, making the decision to sit down and talk with someone? You told me you were going to divorce me multiple times. These are not words that I said. <laughs> Uh, but I, I will, in full transparency, we were experiencing like challenges and having conversations that I don't think we were equipped to to like solve ourselves. I think that was at least for me what I thought. It was our first year of marriage. I was pregnant. We, we weren't getting along. You didn't want to stick around. You wanted to go to couples therapy. I didn't. I thought it was embarrassing. That we would go to couples therapy the first year we were married. Yeah, so it would be less embarrassing if we were together for like 20 years? Probably and not. And let it like build all up? Probably not. Maybe. But it was more embarrassing. Because I didn't want to talk about it to anybody. Did, did I? I went by myself a couple times first, right? No. What? What? I, what are you talking about? I no. didn't see her for... You had, remember? A, you had a separate. Oh, yeah. Because of my postpartum anxiety. Exactly. He was wax city. Yeah, but he was a guy. Yeah. The, the lady, when we sat down, it was a lady. Yeah. The guy was whack. <laughs> why, was, <laughs> why was he whack? Because I, I get he, over it. Basically, <laughs> like, I feel like as a woman, you can't, like, ex- try and explain things you go through to a man. He just seemed very, like, off-puttish and, like, didn't seem like he was listening or, 
I don't know. He was like an older guy too. So how long? How many times? Do you remember how many sessions you? I think once. <laughs> I'm pretty sure once. And then I was like, I'm gonna just deal with this myself. See, I thought you went to at least twice. It might have been twice. I don't know. Okay, so was that experience part of why you didn't want to go talk with someone else with with mm, me? Maybe because I think that was my very first time I ever went to a therapist. Right. Pretty sure. I don't I don't actually remember you talking much Mm-mm. the first time. Cuz again it was embarrassing. I shouldn't be here. <laughs> Why my couples therapy at the first year of my marriage and sort of felt like I was just there for you maybe. When did that turn around if at all? It did. Maybe like the second or third just because of how comfortable she made me feel about being able to talk and express how I felt. Because for me, I keep a lot of things inside. I don't like communicate and express because I don't want people to be mad at me or think I'm wrong or right or whatever. It was it was good to have somebody as a buffer or somebody <laughs> maybe on both sides of, you know, not just picking one side or the other. She picked my side a lot. Okay. Let's just go ahead and put that out there as far as... I'm not saying one of us was right or wrong. Okay, but see? That's why. You want to go back to couple therapy? <laughs> one of us was like better at communicating. I think I think that's what we still struggle with. Like if you if you were to ask me today what is our biggest challenge? Mm-hmm. I I say it's communication. And what I don't think other people realize is there's a lot of forms of communication that you can have issues with. It mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily have to be saying how you feel. It can be body language. It can be. <laughs> she makes a look. <laughs> yeah, body language, which you're amazing at. If I say something in a certain tone, she gets upset about. And it's your facial expressions every time I talk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perfect example. I think I wish we had a video. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a good, safe space to say, hey, here's what I think, here's how I feel. Mm-hmm. And also sort of hear it for the first time in a new way, because I think you are very guilty, Ed, and I think this is safe to say, like, I can tell you, hey, your leg is broken. And you'd be like, no, it's not. And then like, you know, why wouldn't I believe you that my leg listen, is broken? Listen, this can is you just take a better this scenario, is, like, a, like something that would actually happen. But then your mother or the neighbor across the street would be like, hey, Monica, it looks like your your leg is broken. You're like, you know what? I never thought about that. Sure. <laughs> I was wondering why I couldn't walk. And so because of that, sometimes when I say things or when I tell you things, it doesn't really matter what it is. It's the source that it's coming from. I thought that created a new safe space for us to say things and kind of hear it in a new way. Because as far as your anxiety, you've had anxiety most of your adult life. Was that safe to say? Yeah. More so when I started having kids. It was like, I have anxiety too. My anxiety is not that bad. So I was kind of grading your anxiety based off of my experiences, which is the wrong thing to do. Mm -hmm. And I had a better understanding of kind of how your mind works and what you go through. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was like one of my best takeaways. Like, hey, uh, I remember we were talking about like driving over a bridge and it was like, hey, when I drive over a bridge, I think about losing control of the car and crashing to the ocean. And it's like, I never think that. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was like 
huh, what other things do you think about constantly that creates that? And then my favorite part. Those are intrusive thoughts. And my favorite part was when she talked about where's the evidence. Like Mm -hmm. everybody has these thoughts in some form or another, but without evidence, there's no reason to give in to those thoughts Mm -hmm. or those fears or those concerns or worries, so on and so forth. So what was one of your big takeaways? To try and communicate better, (laughs) even though I don't. I don't know. Sometimes I find it hard to communicate with you because I feel like I'm, this is just, again, my own thoughts. I feel like you're constantly judging me for everything I say, I guess. So I don't know. Right. But what if I am? Mm, Then I guess now I'm, I'll think every time we talk that you are, (laughs) now that you said it. Uh, No, I mean, the point that I'm getting to is whether I am or not. Because then that makes me not want to communicate with you. So in my mind, if you're continually judging me or you think I'm wrong or this or that, then my mind is like, why do I want to talk? Not even to you, but like to anybody. If anybody was like that, why would I want to open up if you don't believe anything I say anyways, what it's like you give up, you know? And my question would be through your experience, has it been better to keep things in or let them out? Probably let them out, but still hard. Yeah. I I don't, I'm not saying that it's not, but I would, I would say at the end of the day, regardless of the consequence, I also don't like arguments or confrontation. What I've learned through communication not only with you but other people and anxiety in myself is that sometimes it's hard to open up because I feel like I'm being judged or I feel like it's going to turn into an argument and I just hate confrontation or in my mind I think it's an argument but it's not an argument if that makes sense and it's also (laughs) a thing where I don't like communicating or having serious conversations with you when other people are in another room like I 0% like it because I don't like them to hear our conversations. I prioritize what we're talking about over who's around, who can hear, and their thoughts or opinions. I think a prime example is when you say, like, we're at Target, the thought of, hey, I'm not a good mom if my kids are rude or they're not listening or they're causing a scene. I have those thoughts, but I prioritize Let's correct this behavior right here, right now, Mm -hmm. because the next time we're here, I don't want this to be a thing. Like, who would you recommend therapy for? Everybody. I used to think, just like everybody else, I used to think it was a thing where, I don't know, like, not taboo, but like, ooh, they're going to therapy, they have problems, or they have issues on their own, blah, blah, blah. But say we're going through a season of maybe we don't know how to talk to each other, it's easy, it's easy and good to have somebody neutral in the middle to help you talk through it. Yeah, I agree. I I don't think it's designed for people who necessarily marriages, Mm -hmm. marriages on the, Mm -hmm. I think it's, I think it's a great tool for anyone who wants to just get better at communicating or, or understanding their partner. Because I think, I think the secret is, a lot of times we're saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just differently mm-hmm. and understanding where the other person is coming from mm-hmm. because no two people are alike. So 
our life, our upbringing, our experiences are always going to be different. How we process trauma or emotional, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where like, if I can better understand you, I can better communicate or I can handle these things differently mm-hmm. because sometimes it's a man thing. It's a woman thing. Like this is how men do things. This is how women do. But, but a lot of times it's, this is how I mm-hmm. look at things. And this is how you look at things. How can we start looking at things the, the same way? And I think one of the best things that, that kind of came out of therapy for us that we started immediately executing was here's how I parent mm-hmm. and here's how you parent. Mm-hmm. And we don't necessarily always agree, but we let each other parent that way. Sometimes it's like, this is what you need to do. Fine. I get it. I understand it. And this is how, what I need to do. And I thought that was a really important part of our growth as, as parents. Mm-hmm. All therapy isn't going to cure everything. I think if, like I've told a couple people that I've known that, you know, were on the verge of divorce like hey did you go to couples therapy like i've mentioned that before but i feel like if it's too far broken maybe you know it's not going to help or whatever but i think it's always good to try it before making that decision but again it's not always couples therapy always doesn't have to start when you're on the verge of a breakup or like we just talked about or divorce it can be good for you know your mental health and just open communication yeah i I think the one of the smartest things that we did was go as early as we did Mm -hmm. because we had been together for oh so many years but it was our first year of actually being married Mm -hmm. where there's a conversation of expectations and standards that we both haven't really committed to Mm -hmm. and so you add on being pregnant and you add on a, a bunch of other elements like living in Lake Mills and with your parents, like those were, those were things that we didn't really know how to, how to handle. So, and I I will say this, I know there are couples out there and there's people that I know that it didn't work out for them Mm -hmm. or they went to multiple. Yeah. And sometimes you just aren't with the right person. Right. Oh, one one thing I thought was cool about therapy was making time for date night Mm -hmm. where it doesn't always have to be dinner and a movie. Mm Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, you can go, which I don't like shopping, but <laughs> or grocery shopping. Like, it can mm-hmm. mean, hey, just spending time together. Mm-hmm. No kids, no other. I thought that was really, I thought that was a new way of looking at things. Mm-hmm. Like, just as long as you two are together, even doing the podcast. Sometimes for us, it's it's our little, you know, time away from the kids or everything else. And, you know, obviously we're sharing these things. And hopefully it resonates with some people. It It, it maybe helps or it I think the best part is, hey, I'm not the only one that mm-hmm. thinks this way or, or goes through these things. I mm-hmm. think that's been one of the best parts of doing the podcast with you lately. It's like, hey, I think this stuff actually can help mm-hmm. or at least identify that I'm not the only one that thinks this or, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we'll end our episode as we do most of the time with Monica's question of the day.
Uh, quick question. Do you live in North Iowa or Southern Minnesota? Are you not in love with your usual hair salon or you just want to try somebody new? Or do you want to discover the person that probably should have already been doing your hair this whole time? Shannon, aka Red, will gladly provide a multitude of services from facial, braids, perms, coloring. She's located at 624 North Monroe in Mason City, Iowa at the Candy Shop Salon and is typically open from noon to 9 with a 2.30 to 3.20 break because she's got to go get her kid. Okay, working moms, you understand the struggle. She runs a special on every Tuesday for $10 cuts, but you can see more on her Facebook page, The Candy Shop Salon, or you can visit her online shop. You can book by appointment, but she also take walk-ins. So it's all about you and how you want to see yourself at The Candy Shop Salon. When did you stop believing in Santa Claus? I still do. Okay. I still do, boo. That's a lie. You my boo that. That, what does that have anything to do with Santa Claus? <laughs> you want there? I don't care. Because I, do I don't remember. I don't remember. No idea. Really? Maybe sixth, seventh grade. Uh, but I don't remember. I distinctly remember when when I found out about the Tooth Fairy. My brother. <laughs> what? My brother told me he was angry because he lost the tooth. I got a dollar. And he was like, that's my dollar. I gave it to mom to give to you. There's no two fairy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, so that was that. The only thing I really remember about Santa Claus, I don't know if you guys have little kids listening, so. <laughs> <laughs> but the only thing I remember about Santa Claus hey, is. kids, let's check out this new episode of Peace Talk. <laughs> In the morning, we would come down and our stockings would be from santa claus and then like a little toy with it so santa put our presents in our christmas stocking and then there would be like a bigger not like an expensive present but like a bigger gift from santa like that's only what i really remember about so you, santa. Had, a, you had a rich santa is what you're saying no it wasn't like expensive things but i just remember our stockings were always from santa claus they weren't from our mom and dad Santa didn't come to the hood. <laughs> I know this is getting off the topic, but there's there's a question I want to ask you about wh- what vivid memories do you have of Santa growing up? Because I remember one very distinct. We were in school and Santa would come and, and we would take pictures with Santa. Mm-hmm. And the Santa Claus that we had that showed up that day was incredibly drunk. Oh, I think like, I remember and, you telling me about like, that. Like you can smell mm-hmm. the liquor on him. Mm-hmm. But when you're young, you don't really identify. He's like, hey, Santa smells funny. You know what I'm saying? And I remember, I think one of the teachers said he needs to take a bath or something. But I don't know if they were talking to us or if they were talking to like another teacher. uh But (laughs) I remember like that smell. That Mm. smell is. Liquor smell? Yeah, that smell is burnt into Mm -hmm. like my my memory. Mm. And if I can be honest, I I, want to say my brother, I think spoiled it because i think it was a conversation of why does this person this fictitious person get all the credit for so your your brother spoiled everything for you i want to say that but i just i just know if i'm a single mom and i'm doing all these things yeah you know that as far as the christmas magic or or one of your kids to stay younger but like i think that's a hard thing to sell maybe you should ask your mom what she remembers i will but I, i'm sure she's gonna lie i know <laughs> it was it yeah uh, do you have any i dis- told you <laughs> <laughs> no just that that in the morning it was it was from it was the stockings and i think all of us had to be 
up before we could open anything. Did you, you know, leave cookies out or did mm-hmm. you ever go to the mall and take pictures? We left cookies and milk out. I don't, I'm sure we went to the mall. I don't remember. And I don't think I've seen pictures. Oh, I know. Not mm, My grandpa, Greenhouse, he used to dress up as Santa Claus. I was going to say that. Yeah. yeah. At, at, the, at Christmas Eve, he would, he would dress up when we were littler and yeah, that was fun. I wonder if Grandma still has his Christmas suit. I should ask. Because I think Bob dressed up a couple times after Grandpa passed away. Bob is her uh, uncle who passed away as well. I think part of why you brought this up was the age that we share with our children about Mm -hmm. Santa Claus, which I think you had a hard time with with Drake. Yeah. A lot more accepting now, possibly with Kai. And... Hopefully we we're done with this. Is we we go with five, yeah. So technically, as you're listening, this will be the last year before we share the truth with our middle mm-hmm. child, and Kobe has like another year or two. Two. Mm-hmm. How are you, like? What's your thoughts on it now? Um, it's still like part of it still makes me sort of sad, but the other part is like I get like I get the magic and the let's do this but they're all like fictitious things that you know me and you are doing and uh i think five's a good age now drake did has done a good job at making sure he doesn't tell his friends at school or like his siblings i'm interested to see how kai will <laughs> oh, kai gonna tell everybody i know that is the part <laughs> that kind of scares me a little bit i also like I think Santa, I think for, I don't want to talk for other parents, but I think Santa has become a thing where it has to be a show off thing. Like, oh, look, Santa bought you a PlayStation. And then other kids that, you know, aren't well off, like they get socks and underwear and a small little toy. Irritates me. (laughs) And like with the tooth fairy, like I think I was following this girl and her daughter lost her first tooth and she gave her a $20 bill under her pillow. I'm like, geez, if you do this every time your kid loses a tooth, I mean, I get it. People have money, whatever, but a dollar's good. <laughs> I think I got 50 cents or a dollar growing up. Yeah, because back, back in the... Or a $2 the, bill. Back in the 50, I know, wasn't worth so much know. money. I think five's a good age. I, I, I don't know. I mean, parents do what you think is best, but this is where I feel like as a society, we mm-hmm. should come together and have a better understanding of one dollar is good enough. Yeah, Santa should only bring you what the true meaning of Christmas is, or mm. yeah, I guess. Yeah, because some people don't even believe in that. Yeah. So, and I mean, I think there's other ways you can create the holiday or Christmas magic without believing in a make-believe character kind of thing. And again, that was hard for me. I'm like. Why are we taking this away from our kids? Why can't they just find out on them on their own? But I also think Drake did fine with us telling him. I feel like I felt like in my head it was going to be bigger for Drake. Like, what do you mean Santa's not real? But it was sort of like, okay, kind of thing. So I mean, each kid is going to respond. I I just think it's important to be there for their for these educational. Mm-hmm. Parts of their development. Instead of somebody telling them. 
Right. Like, and we, then they come to you and they're like, hey, I heard. Yeah, like our, our, our oldest is 11. He's in the fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And we, he had a piece of paper the other night where he had to ask this question about puberty. Mm-hmm. And this is where, again, I think parents, we should come together and like, there are conversations that we should not be leaving in the hands of the school board or mm-hmm. uh, other other kids or their friends. Like, I think it's important to have a voice mm-hmm. in these very important developmental parts of your child. Yeah. Now, again, you don't have to be me and be a comedian and like, hey, your ball's going to drop and your voice going to get deep. Like, you don't have to share everything. Mm-hmm. But I think you should share enough mm-hmm. where when it comes to like a Santa Claus or whatever, your voice should be louder than any other. Yeah. Uh, that, they hear that, it from somebody that's close to them in their life instead of, yeah, I agree. All right. Well, this is a fun episode. Mm-hmm. See, si, senor. And we're speaking Spanish now. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back for, uh, we'll be back for uh, another episode next Monday. If I get a chance, I'll tag uh, a dis- I'll tag some information in the description about um, having a conversation with someone else that is a, a train and pay profession because I think that uh, can really help and go a long way. So uh, again, wherever you are in your relationship, even if you're by yourself and you hear this, I think talking to someone uh, is a huge uh, benefit. So uh, good luck, hang in there, and uh, I'll talk to you next week. Peace. Thank you.